This is Mishmash, a weekly conversation where we try to unjumble an important and sometimes under-the-radar statewide story that affects you. I'm Shana Roth, and this week I'm joined by my longtime friend and managing editor at Gongwer, Alethea Kasbin. Ali, welcome to Mishmash. Hey, Shana. Yeah, I'm so excited to be here with you today. And we are here during Pride Month, and part of Pride Month recently has meant that the state legislature has a resolution in honor of the LGBTQA plus community. But that didn't happen this year. Allie, you've been following the state house. These are non-binding resolutions that we're talking about. So what was the problem this year? What happened? So like you said, the House and Senate, um, you know, they introduced various resolutions throughout the year, right? We're talking about, you know, it's ice cream day or craft beer month. These are not generally hard-hitting, you know, legislative proposals. In June, Democrats generally introduce a resolution to declare June as Pride Month. And in the past, you know, Republican majorities would just send these to committees. um, And normally resolutions, you know, will just be adopted and we all move on. Um, These ones always went to committee until last year, the Republicans adopted in the House and Senate without much fanfare. They just adopted these resolutions. This year, they went back to what they've always done. They didn't adopt those in the House. They just went to committee. There wasn't really a lot of drama. But in the Senate, uh, there was a little bit more pushback. They, you know, had to do a vote to send it to committee. And, you know, it was just uh, a little bit more dramatic. And just to be clear that when these sorts of things go to committee, it basically means that they're going to die there, that they're never going to get taken up and passed. And this is obviously something that had Democrats and members of the LGBTQA plus community very upset. Senator Jeremy Moss spoke out on the Senate floor on Tuesday. And here is a clip from that speech. When it was finally adopted last year, no one's marriage dissolved because of it. No business shuttered, no church lost its religious freedom. But this year, curiously, this year, the Republican leadership regresses and again throws Pride Month back into the trash heap. I guess the cruelty is the point. It is a symbolic resolution, and its journey is symbolic of what you do to the LGBTQ community as well. So, Ali, what reason did Senate Majority Leader Mike Shirky give for not wanting to adopt or at least vote on the resolution as it was adopted last year? Uh, Majority Leader Shirky essentially wanted to add a disclaimer into the pride resolution in the Senate. It basically said, you know, while everyone doesn't agree with this lifestyle, we think that, you know, everyone is created in God's image. And he also wanted to remove some language that had to deal with, you know, the government's historical response to HIV and AIDS. And, you know, Senator Moss did not want to include this language. He said, you know, this resolution is the exact same text that was in it last year when it was adopted. And, you know, calling gay a lifestyle choice is is pretty offensive. Many don't really like the implication that you're you're saying that it's a choice that they made as opposed to being straight where, you know, we don't really talk about it that way. And this was something that originally had three Republican co-sponsors. There was Senators Ken Horn, Wayne Schmidt and Jim Stamas. What is going on there? Are we seeing some sort of divide in the party on this or is this just something where they weren't clued into the majority leader's thoughts or what was so your we read had on a that? reporter talk to both Senator Schmidt and Senator Horn. Uh, you know, Senator Horn just said 
you know, I, I co-sponsored the resolution. I, you know, think we should have more diversity in the state. I am friends with Senator Moss. So, you know, I co-sponsored it, but he wasn't, you know, necessarily upset about it being sent to committee. You know, there was a procedural vote that had to happen that he voted yes on. He just said, you know, you vote with your caucus on these procedural moves. Senator Schmidt, you know, said, I supported the resolution as introduced, um, but I, I don't think that this is going to rise to the level of, you know, inner caucus fighting. Like, again, like we said at the beginning, these are non-binding resolutions. I don't think anyone on the Republican side is going to fight with each other over this. It's just, you know, the majority leader is the majority leader. He gets to make these kinds of decisions. Is there anything that's going to happen next with all of this? I know, as we heard from the clip, uh, Senator Moss is is quite upset and frustrated by all of this. Is this something that we're going to forget about in a couple of weeks? Or do you think this is something that might have some sort of lasting impact? You know, I don't think this will really have much lasting impact. Maybe it'll come up again in passing, you know, just because Republicans did pass these, you know, last year. And, you know, this year we're going back to kind of just sending them back to committee. I'm sure Democrats will bring it up again, but I don't think this is really going to make any waves, uh, you know, in, in the public. So there's been quite a bit going on in Lansing. This has sort of been a wild few months, year. I don't know. What is time? Um, <laughs> but one of the things that happened uh, that's been kind of interesting to follow is that there's these crime victim bills that have been going through the state legislature. Can you tell us what happened and where those are at right now? So the House passed this package of bills um, centering around um, crime victims and upping you know services to them. And then one uh, part of this package that I think is really interesting given uh, the, the times we are living in is allowing um, victim impact statements to be given virtually. Um, so, you know, via Zoom, whatever. Um, and then, you know, taking steps to sort of protect someone's privacy if they're doing that, blur their faces, that kind of thing. Um, so th- that's certainly an interesting package that I think we could see some movement on, um, if not before summer, you know, by the end of the year. And since you're here and you are a premier legislative reporter, I'm going to continue to pick your brain about the legislature, especially because we're getting into the summer months and usually there is a break by the House and Senate, but there's still a budget hanging out there that is is. by statute that they passed themselves supposed to be done relatively soon. So what is going on with the state budget? Are they going to meet their self-imposed deadline or are they yet again going to blow right through it? Well, yes, technically this budget should be passed by July 1. But as you know, uh, there is no teeth <laughs> in that law. They, they do not have to enforce it on themselves. They didn't do it last year. I don't think they've done it since they passed the deadline. So <laughs> um, since they put the deadline into law, I don't think they've met that deadline. But I think it's an election year. It's in everyone's best interest to get the budget done by July 1. Um, and it's coming up close. So I think that there's a good chance it'll happen. But, you know, we'll see the big unknown here is a tax cut. So Republican members of the legislature mostly have sent a few plans to Governor Whitmer, and they have all been vetoed thus far. Uh, but definitely discussions are ongoing and it's all a part of the budget, right? You can't pass the budget without knowing how much you're going to spend on a tax cut and what's that, what that is going to look like. 
Um, so the administration has pushed something around like 800 million to $1 billion tax cut and the Republican plans have been, you know, around 2.5 billion. So where are they going to meet somewhere in the middle, most likely. Um, and that's the main question. What, what is that number going to be? Is there going to be some sort of fuel tax pause? Uh, a couple of weeks ago, the Senate passed another fuel tax proposal and the House has not acted on it, which tells me that discussions are ongoing because if they weren't, the House would just send that to the governor to veto. TBD on, <laughs> on the budget. There's certainly a lot of movement uh, behind the scenes right now, that's for sure. You mentioned that obviously this is an election year. The relationship between the Republican leadership in the House and Senate and the Democratic Governor Whitmer as of late has been frosty at best. Um, what is your read on that relationship right now? Are they finding consensus on things? Are they going to be able to work some things out? Or is the election going to sort of further push them apart on things? I feel like the relationship is sort of the same that it's been for the last year or so. You know, there was the first um, couple months of this term. It was terrible, right? Nothing could get done. They were completely at odds and they've sort of reached this point where they can, you know, certainly work on things together, but the legislature, the Republicans can also send the governor things that she'll veto and attack her for that. So they sort of have like these two lanes that they operate in. <laughs> like we kind of are at odds all the time, but also like we have to get stuff done today. Let's do that. Um, so I think, you know, they're certainly talking, which is a good sign. And I think we'll just kind of see this, this like multi- faceted approach where half the time they're criticizing each other and then half the time they're sending out joint statements saying, look at what we did together. Are you predicting any surprises or are there any big ticket items besides the budget that we should be watching for in the state legislature before they do finally take those weeks off for their summer fun in the sun? You know, I don't have any surprises on my radar, which I think is what would make it a surprise, <laughs> right? Um <laughs> I think if we see some surprise movement uh, on like another tax plan or something like that, it will be because talks broke down. Uh, you know, if everything goes smoothly, we're going to see the budget. We're going to see some sort of tax cut. You know, there's going to be some statement that comes out that says they've agreed to something. And, you know, within 24 to 48 hours, they will just pass the budget and we'll all go home. Uh, if things just fall apart, then, you know, then we might see a lot of different things. Before I let you go, what is your prediction as we go into budget season on the number of post-midnight sessions that oh gosh. you or your colleagues will be forced to endure? You know, right now, I think if, it, if we were to go late, I mean, one or two, only because they're not actually meeting <laughs> that many times. The Senate just adjourned till Thursday. Oh, wow. And the House is supposed to be in on Tuesday next week and probably not Wednesday or Thursday. And then that third week, we'll see what happens. So I think one or two, but may, hopefully zero. So they're really just planning to like wrap stuff up. They want to go up north. They want to they wanna get out and get their tans on. Yeah, well, I don't know if they'll be tanning at the beach. I think it'll be a lot of farmer's pants from going door to door <laughs> and going to your local 4th of July parades. Like it's, this is a campaign summer. <laughs> <laughs> 